right, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I'm your host, David Dassaw, and joined with me is the sexy and tall tree, Zach Wills. How are you doing, Mr. Zach Wills? Mm, battle-worn. Battle-worn? Yep. Yeah? It, it, it's not because you uh, you have a toddler and it was just the holidays, is it? Mm, she's winning today. <laughs> the, wife, the wife and I have been f- battling her all. We're having a day. We're having a day yeah. today. She's just in, she's feeling a certain way. And she, <laughs> and she, she's yeah. making sure you know it. Yeah. 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 No, I, Luckily, I get we it. Could, uh, squeeze this in though. Thanks for working around her nap. Dude. It's a, it's a goddamn miracle that we're recording in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not, usually not that. No, usually for, you know, both of our cases, we have to record, uh, Tuesday night, um, it has to be Tuesday because that's usually one of your days off and at night because the kids are in bed and that's like literally be the yeah. only time where we're able to get shit done. But- and honestly, if she was awake, this wouldn't work because she would be at the door because I'm like still doing this back in like the sunroom. So she would be like, boom, boom, boom on the door, daddy, daddy. And then the dogs <laughs> would start barking and I came out here and I got everything set up and I was like, okay, it's nice and quiet. You know, it's the middle of a day on a Sunday. So I figured the the D bag behind us who's building his monster house would have like work going on, but it's Thanksgiving weekend. So I was like, cool. It's nice and quiet. But we had this um, Mexican family who lives like caddy corner, like behind us. Sure. And they throw down like all the time they have parties. So (laughs) as soon as I come out here and I get everything set up, I hear Feliz Navidad. (laughs) 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 So they have Radio going. So if you, I don't think you're picking it up. I, I think they may have like turned it off. But as soon as I came out here and set up, I want to wish you a merry Christmas. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I want to wish you a merry Christmas. Dude, Noche Buena uh, is fucking wild. Like I try to get that night off because I know they're going to be up just all night. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, we are here to. Um, r- record slash re-record talk slash retalk about uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's or Sorcerer's Stone, depending on what side of the world you reside on. The right side uh, or the wrong side. <laughs> that's right. God damn it. <laughs> America. America, god damn it. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're celebrating the 20-year anniversary again. Uh, and I say again, uh, because we did this like a week and a half ago and our hosting provider that uh, we record through um, was, uh, I guess, experienced technical difficulties and it totally fucked up our audio recording. So we had to re-release a old episode in its stead. And uh, yeah, now we're re-recording. And so that just means that we get to talk about Harry Potter again for uh, a second thousandth time yay uh zach are you excited so excited i'm coming i'm coming into this so cold like i'm I'm looking through my notes right now from Mm -hmm. a week ago Uh oh it's Uh it i think she's awake Uh we'll see how this goes uh yeah it's you know if uh if we need to stop or uh push pause you can just uh just (laughs) Let me know. We'll figure it out. We'll see how she does. We'll figure it out. Uh, so, um, yeah, well, if that, since that's the case, we'll, we'll put pedal to the metal and get this thing, uh, kicked off. So you can run it however you want, man. 
so of course, uh, pretty much every week we do a uh, a poll from Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that's right. We're trying to start doing it on Twitter now that we're starting to gain a couple followers on Twitter and trying to be more active on all the social medias. Uh, Thank but, you to all five of you. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, the the first uh, poll that we did was what's your Hogwarts house? Pretty simple and straightforward. Um, in this order from least to, or to moat from, oh my God, from most to least, mm-hmm. we have Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and Gryffindor. So, uh, so yeah. Wait, that was um, from most to least? Yeah. So the most, the, uh, the people, so we, in our Facebook group, we have, the most Ravenclaws and the least amount of Gryffindors. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I, I think the, the crowd we tend to attract happen to be Ravenclaws, just a bunch of nerds who love to fucking read and <laughs> don't have any friends, and, you know, playing D and D and just all that good jazz. So, uh, that's our, um, that's our Hogwarts house uh, poll. Second poll, which was uh, slightly more interesting, I guess if you want to put it that way, was uh, what your uh, your favorite character is. And a lot of people went with side characters. I don't know if it's because of the criteria that I laid out. Um, uh, the criteria was if your favorite character is one of the, the three main characters, that being Ron, Harry, or Hermione. Uh, then you have to name an additional favorite. Yeah, so, uh, pretty lame to pick one of the one of the main three. Yeah, I mean it. You know, if one of your favorites or your favorite is one of those three, then I'm not going to fault you for it. Your favorite is your favorite, but yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's a little um, uh, a little less exciting to choose one of the big three. Uh, so. Uh, Gonna go in order again from uh, I guess most popular to least popular, and the character that got by far the most votes is Sirius Black, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, um, Sirius being pretty much uh, Harry's only like quote unquote blood relative, even though he's not really a blood relative. He's basically a blood relative more or less and uh you know that's just gary oldman being the fucking boss you know just (laughs) flexing on flexing on all those fools like you know showing his acting chops and the fact that he can basically be anyone and everyone throughout history until the end of time yeah very good in this one yeah or in Uh, in a third one i should say right yeah So serious, he got uh, f- he got the most votes. Second tier down, we have Luna Lovegood, which is also a very excellent choice. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, um, she's one of your favorites, right, Zachary? Yeah, that's who I picked. Yeah, we actually, um, you know, my my wife and I, we have that um, um, cricket machine to uh, cut stickers we cut a uh, one of her sayings like uh, you're just as odd as i am or something like that with her uh, little glasses with the things sticking out that she wears and uh yeah was that was that's either um 
is that Order of the Phoenix or Half Blood Prince? I think it might be Half Blood Prince. I think um, it is. Um, I've actually got a, one of those coffee mugs, those transition mugs where you pour hot liquid and it changes, um, and it's got nice. those same glasses. And I think it says, um, "I suspect the Nargles are behind it." I think. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. Um, <clears throat> okay, second tier down with uh, the third amount of votes. Uh, we have Professor Lupin and Bellatrix Lestrange. Uh, the next one down, we have Neville Longbottom, Molly Weasley, Fred and George Weasley, Professor Alistair Mad-Eye Moody, Professor Severus Snape, and Tonks. What a, um, what a great villain Bellatrix is. Uh, yeah, she is fucking batshit insane. <laughs> First of all, the whole series full of great villains obviously the big bad um then you have right. um umbridge which everybody hates more than anyone else yeah. oh yeah like she is far worse than voldemort <laughs> like she, she fucking just reminds you of that teacher you know what i'm talking about the fucking bitter ass fucking teacher mm-hmm. you had yeah the one that was like i'm gonna make it to tenure god damn it <laughs> they can't and fire then god- me then Right, and then she got there and realized how much she fucking hates her job and hates her kids, but she's too old to do anything else. So, <laughs> uh, I promise I'm not projecting or anything. I'm still in my 30s. I got a while to go before I get to that point. I just um, really hate her. <laughs> I, just, I hate that cunt. Uh, abortions. <laughs> um uh and uh for our bottom tier uh but uh definitely not least um we have peeves arthur weasley hermione granger uh professor minerva mcgonagall professor sybil trelawney dobby hedwig draco malfoy rubius hagrid moaning myrtle mrs norris and buckbeak one of the big disappointments peeves being left out uh, yeah, I, I really don't remember too much about Peeves. Um, you know, we talked about this a little bit the first time we recorded and it got fucking scrapped. Uh, I, it's been a while since I've read the books, so I don't recall Peeves, uh, too, too If much. I remember, like, he was, he was there, he was like the troublemaker, but he actually drove an important part of the storyline that I think they just redid in the movie. I think it was like, he drove... Harry to be hiding in the scene where he found their mirror of Irisit, I think. Mm, okay. Don't at me. It's not that important, but I think that's how it went. And I think they just wrote it differently for the movie. But yeah, I got you. outside of that, I don't think he was like that plot important, which. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, whatever. Um, okay. So jumping right into the movie, uh, Zach, uh, so what is, what is your Hogwarts house? Uh, Hufflepuff actually. You are puffing on the Hufflepuff. I am, but well, I, I used to try to be edgy and say I'm Slytherin cause I'm angry and pessimistic. And then my wife said, I can't be in Slytherin if I'm going to cry watching Coco. So she, <laughs> she made me, she made me take the, uh, the test on Pottermore and just, just really heavy Hufflepuff vibes, I guess were coming through. So yeah, that's, for that's, sure. That's where I landed. Did um, it's been a while since I took the test on Pottermore. 
Um, did they, was that the test where they show you like exactly what levels you are at with each house or is that another test that I'm thinking of? I don't really know. She was asking me the question. Like she literally made me uh, take it. So she brought it, she opened it up and she started asking me the questions and doing it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, there was one, uh, so it might've been Pottermore. It might've been another test. Um, but there was one that I took that it showed your exact levels with each house, like how much Gryffindor you have in you, how much Hufflepuff. And I remember, uh, I, I mean, I'm definitely a Ravenclaw, but I believe Slytherin and Hufflepuff are like very, very close second and thirds for me, uh, which which makes sense because um i see a lot of those two houses within myself at times i don't um, see how you're over 30 like if you're a gen xer or like an elder millennial you mm-hmm. don't have at least 20 percent of that slytherin there's there's no <laughs> right. way there's no way you made it. <laughs> right if you made it this far in life then uh, you yeah. gotta have a little bit of slytherin in you yeah do yeah. you want some <laughs> wink wink <laughs> jesus uh all right so what uh what were your first experiences uh and when were your first experiences with harry potter um did you see the movies first did you watch the book or watch the book and read the movie (laughs) Mm, good question yeah um yeah (sighs) my earliest memories and we were like around you're my age right we're about the same yeah Yeah, so around the same age we were like growing up pretty much the same age as the character right at least i was uh more close or to less. it within like a year or two yeah so i was probably i don't know what 12 13 maybe when i was reading the first book and mm-hmm. i remember like reading it uh in my bed at night under the covers with um one of those shitty like walgreens flashlights that are like multicolored <laughs> with a white switch that pushes up and down you know what i'm talking about right so I, w- <laughs> I would read it with that uh, under the bed and i don't uh-huh. remember like when i saw i remember like getting excited uh seeing previews uh, for the movie but I, d- right. I absolutely read the book first Mm-hmm. When did the movie come out? I don't even know. See, I, I had all this open for the last one, but I don't have it now. It's uh, it was uh, November something, uh, two thousand and one. Okay, uh, I, I believe. Uh, so oh one. I mean, oh yeah, because it was it was the same year as like nine eleven, and then uh, I think Fellowship of the Ring came out. Yeah, uh, this uh, this came out in November, and then Fellowship came out like the first or second week in December. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. So I I want to say that I picked up uh, the Sorcerer's Stone um, because we are in the U.S. Um, in I think it was in eighth grade, um, and uh, I just I read them in very very quick succession. Like as soon as I could get my hands on the next one, I, I would go straight into reading it. So, uh, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I followed suit with that, uh, that pattern with every single book and subsequent movie. Like, I don't think there was ever a movie where I saw the movie first and then had to backtrack and read the book because I was behind. Um, I think, I think well, I tapered off around Goblet. Like I, yeah. I, I read up to Goblet most of it. I don't remember why I didn't finish. I'm very good at starting books, but Mm -hmm. then I just don't finish it. (laughs) And then I think I I watched the movies first and it wasn't until like years later that I actually read through um, like Half-Blood Prince, Order of the Phoenix, Mm. all the way through um, Hallows. 
Yeah. That was, that was a pretty big gap there for me. Yeah. Um, now that you mentioned it, there might have been some discrepancy or some one-off where maybe like the Goblet of Fire where I saw the movie first, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I do know, I, I do remember that the only book that I didn't like quote unquote read, I left, listened to it on audio book was the order of the Phoenix. Um, uh, for whatever reason, like I just put the Harry Potter books down for several years. And then my wife and I, we, I don't think we were married yet, but we started getting really serious. And, uh, that meant like going on weekend getaways and stuff. So we, we went, I don't know, out of town somewhere, um, to get our bone on. (laughs) And, uh, she was like, you want to listen to Harry Potter? And I was like, why aren't we doing that right now? Like, yes, put it on. Um, and, uh, so that gave me the opportunity to catch up on, uh, order of the Phoenix. And, and then I just picked up the books, uh, from yeah. there. So, um, I, I do remember going to books million the night that, uh, the deathly hollows came out. That was a fucking epic night. Like people were so excited. Did, did you ever go to any of the, the book releases at midnight? No, none of the releases. No. Yeah. It's, uh, I went to the, the one here in Mount Juliet, uh, or I guess they're in Mount Juliet cause I'm no longer in Mount Juliet, but it doesn't matter. Um, like, yeah, the, the whole store was just packed full of people. Uh, and you know, they had to like zigzag throughout like the fiction and nonfiction section to, uh, it was, it was crazy, but yeah. Um, no, I missed out the- on all the, all the, all the openings and stuff like that. I know they were crazy. My buddy, Michael Thomas, who I borrowed all the books from, he, um, was always there. He had them like right when they got out. And read them like immediately. Right. Yeah. Are those people outside uh, doing construction now? Yeah. And I'm trying to like mute in between when I'm, when I'm like talking to you. So I'm like hitting the mute button in between. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, so for anyone that's listening and you hear like odd noises, it's just the, uh, the people outside of Zach's house doing construction. This guy building this fucking monstrosity behind our house, which is a thing happening around here. They're knocking down all these old Florida houses and they're building like these Uh, two, three story monsters. So nice. Um, so, so yeah, one, one of those things that just kind of sticks out that everyone kind of acknowledges, but, uh, I never really dug too deep into the reasoning was the whole philosopher's stone versus the sorcerer's stone. And when we recorded the first time around, we talked about it for like two seconds. We were like, yeah, they made it the sorcerer's stone for the U S version because they thought we were fucking idiots and that would make more sense. Correct. We chalked it up. We were, we, and we chalked it up to that. So, this time around, I was like, okay, now that I have a few more minutes to do some research before we re-record, I'm going to actually dig a little deeper. I learned nothing else except for the fact that they dumbed it down for the <laughs> audience, <laughs> so we were exactly right. So what I what I read was originally UK release was Philosopher's Stone, yeah. but was changed to Sorcerer's Stone because it was more quote unquote straightforward and would appeal to US audiences. Yeah, it's, it's, more, uh, it's more palpable to us. I guess. Yeah, I I mean, I imagine like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, like that doesn't fucking mean anything to us like well it's four syllables instead of three who has that kind of time (laughs) exactly right i mean who wants to take uh take another second out of your day to say a word fucking nerds aluminium Uh, 
Right. Get real <laughs> I- communists. <laughs> <laughs> Why you talk like that? <laughs> um, but uh, th- there are actual differences between the the books and uh, or the 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 UK release of the books and the US versions of the books. Oh yeah, but they are very very subtle. Oh, um, very minimal stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm talking like uh like the name of Hagrid's bike, like. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Like the, I, I can't remember if, um, if one of those differences was, um, how he got his bike. Like I think in the U S version, uh, he got his bike from Sirius. Yeah, correct. And he said he borrowed maybe, it from Sirius black. Right. Um, but in like the UK version, it was like, it was given to him by Sirius. So like little differences like that, oh, nothing okay. to really write home about. Um, weird. So that's, that's the gist that I got, uh, listeners. If there are like significant differences that you know of, uh, we would love to hear them. So drop us a line in the chat, um, or on social media because there is no fucking chat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're in discord right now. No, I don't know why they had to like, I don't know if they did or they didn't or why it was done, but I mean, it's still very British in a lot of ways and that's still pretty obvious very much which i mean we we as americans anytime someone has an accent like oh you're so different and exotic like we we love everything british that's why we love watching gordon ramsay scream at people cooking and things like that but i don't know why right. they had to change so many little things if they, if it even was like a lot a lot you know what i'm talking about yeah uh, um i mean me personally i would have loved to read the 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 original uk version and then just like figured shit out on my own like yeah. i i want maybe maybe i wouldn't have appreciated that as a kid but i would definitely appreciate that now like you know I, i'm always like subs over dubs like i want the authentic experience the one that was made originally and intended for the original audience not like filtered down and refactored for like the dumb dumb american audience <laughs> like if you go to barnes and noble or wherever and you buy the uh, the oxford and i'm using air quotes the oxford classic section and in the books oh, yeah. they actually have like little notes so like if you're reading throughout because if you like read dickens dickens is a hard read and I went through this phase where right. I was reading like a bunch of the classics and they had like these little asterisks and the little notes at the bottom. And I actually loved that. Oh, okay. Cause you actually, oh, you, yeah. you learn a lot while you're reading the story too. Don't get me wrong. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a pain and it's a task. You got to be into that sort of thing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also super helpful. If you can find stuff that does that, uh, for Shakespeare as well. Oh, God, I, like yeah. I, I remember the, uh, the books that are the the plays that we would get for Shakespeare when we would read in high school, they would make us get the ones that had the, like the, the up-to-date translations of what the fuck is going on. Like either yeah, at you, the ha- bottom you have the, to. Yeah. Sorry. I had to uh, mute myself real quick. Cause they're using <laughs> a fucking saw. Like they would choose to do this right when I plug in and start. And my kid woke up and there's dogs outside barking. So we're doing great. Yeah, um, just chaos over the, all over the place. No big deal. Feliz Navidad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Turn it back on. Let's just... Right. <laughs> so um, let's uh, let's jump right into the movie. I I, I got a couple other things um, that I, I laid out in the notes, but let's let's just jump right into the movie. So. Um, I don't know. What, what what do you want to talk about? 
Zach, is there a what? Let's let's tackle it this way. What are some of your favorite moments from the movie? Can, can you recall off the top of your head? I, I know the first time we were recording, you said you really enjoyed the um, uh, the first time they fly uh, or when they're they're learning to use their broomsticks and whatnot. I mean, yeah, that's a fun scene. But I mean, to me, when I was watching like the director's cut, which if you go on HBO Max, they have this really cool like director's right. commentary version, which I accidentally found, which was amazing. And I loved yeah. all the the practical effects that they use. Effects. I said that weird. I like all the practical stuff they did for the effects. Like the one of the first ones, like that letterbox scene, you know, when they're like mm-hmm. flying through and all that stuff. Like those are like real letters and they had to like devise a way to shoot those in and like down the chimney and stuff like that. Like that was, that was yeah. really cool because you're dealing with young actors and you had to give them like something real to like act against. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. any sense at all? But bang, no bang, post bang. on Sundays. Yeah. That, <laughs> that one. But um, <laughs> th- th- and there's a lot of other examples like the, uh, in, in the tasks when they're going to get the stone, the, uh, the tentacles in the uh, devil snare puppeteers are actually working that. And like Hagrid's two huts, right. two huts that they made for Hagrid. So he looked different when they were shooting it and they actually made um, his double had like a, a, this like really nice prosthetic. You know what I'm talking about? Like when they do like those really cool, like faces for them. So Daniel Radcliffe yeah. had something to like act against. Cause again, right. young actors. So if you just put young actors in, in front of a green screen, you're probably not going to get like the best, you know what I'm so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult for any actor to act against like nothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having, having they, something else to act. They against. did so much stuff that was like practical. Right. Which I really appreciated. And, and going back and actually watching it again, you know, in your thirties, which let's be real, I've watched it on and off over the years more mm-hmm. than a few times, but um, you really kind of appreciate that stuff, I guess is a way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think my favorite part of um, or some of my favorite parts of the movie are what, like not necessarily the, the scene where they learn to fly, but when Harry like crashes into the window where McGonagall is just like grading papers or whatever. And she's like, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and like Harry like tumbles down and she's like, come with me, Mr. Potter. And he thinks he's in trouble. And he's like, I just found your seeker. Yeah. I think in the movie, like that it was, was that, that was the scene where with the remember all and Neville. Right. And it was thrown and then uh, he's like diving down. I think he does like this really this sick catch or whatever it was. I can't remember. I don't remember yeah, like crashing like into that. the window. I don't remember that part. Maybe it did happen that way. Yeah, I, I, I could just be making shit up, which is what I usually do when I have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> and then Gandalf shows up. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you shall not pass. Yeah. Uh, Hagrid. Um, so uh, another one of my favorites is uh, kind of like what you were saying when they go through like the tasks down in the, the dungeon, like um, playing the game of chess, like that fucking scene is so great. Uh, like, and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like they built all those pieces, yeah. correct? Yeah. That, like was that, a, that was another like big chess set that they made again, just to keep it as practical as they could. Right. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you want to hit a couple of location breakdowns? Yeah. Cool. 
so yeah, th- this is a, a little like mini deep dive that I did because I just wanted to learn about like the, I, I'm always a fan of whenever like big epic movies record on location like this, it, it, you know, anywhere um, it, instead of just recording on like a big sound stage in front of a green or blue screen. Uh, so first of all, we got Hogwarts. Uh, they ended up filming at the, uh, I apologize if I pronounce or mispronounce this, but the Gloucester Cathedral in the UK, um, they ended up playing host to many of the interior shots of Hogwarts. The filmmakers originally wanted to use the Canterbury Cathedral, but were denied access, citing, uh, religious reasons, re- religious reasons, which like I half laugh at, but also half understands like i'm not a religious person used to be not anymore um renounced all religion but um like a lot like a lot of people raised in the bible belt (laughs) yes exactly but yeah like you know it's a place of holy worship and you know to have like camera crews and all that shit like i can see people getting a little uptight about it but i also love the fine (laughs) uh, but i also love the fact that like another church like two miles down the road they're not two miles down the road i don't know where they are in relation to each other but they were just like sure you can record at my church i'm a huge fucking harry potter nerd (laughs) (laughs) literally that's why he let him do it he like this like the the president of the church or whatever i don't know his fucking title but the the president (laughs) the president of the church the lead minister, whatever. Um, and he was like, I'm a huge Potterhead. So uh, he that's the reason why he ended up yeah. letting him film there. Um, platform nine and three quarters. So uh, as far as I can tell, it is depicted in the movie that it takes place at London's King's Cross. Correct. And that is where it actually is filmed is London's King's Cross. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if, if you want to be the fat, overweight neck beard, um, actually, uh, it is actually recorded, uh, between platforms four and five, uh, and not between like platforms nine and 10. Um, oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So there's that, uh, the third and final location breakdown I have, uh, and my personal favorite is the library's restricted ship. Restricted section. Restricted section. <laughs> Library's restricted section. Tip of the tongue, teeth in the lips. Um, so this scene was filmed in the Duke Humphreys building at the Bodleian Library in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you say just correctly and without any uh fuck ups, you kind of sound like you're halfway intelligent. Um, <clears throat> how did you how did you say it? Because I was saying Bodleian. What is it? Bodleian. Bodleian. Oh yeah. See, I I, I was just but, uh, reading it but like it's maybe, spelled. So I don't know. But may you could be correct. Uh, you know what the fuck do I know? Um, I don't know. So yeah, that that's where it was filmed. Uh, the Bodleian Library in Oxford, who happen to have very very strict rules about not bringing any flames or anything flammable into the library. But the makers of the movie, <laughs> right? It, it couldn't be that they have like one of a kind liter- literary works of art. Uh, one of the oldest libraries in Europe. <laughs> and and don't want it to see it go up in flames. Like, yeah, that, 
that couldn't possibly be it, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the the makers of the movie were the first ever to be allowed to break this rule in hundreds of years, uh, which is pretty incredible. I wonder what that um, cost them. Like, I wonder what they had to kick to the library or to the university pro- to make that happen. Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, like a lot, yeah. a lot. But you know, they got that. They got that Harry Potter money. Um, <laughs> not they, then. Not I'm then. They didn't. Sure I'm pretty sure they made their money back. Uh, yeah. And, and, then, and, and then some, yeah. Yeah. Probably enough money to like recreate their own, like, um, restrict, restricted <laughs> section. There I go again, fucking God. it up. I think, I think great. I read somewhere that the, uh, first one over like the entirety of its lifetime. I apologize for the fucking banging. They pick right now, but over like the, the you lifetime of a uh, sorcerer stone, I'm crushing it. They, I think this movie gross, like, 1.4 billion or something like that. Google it if you yeah, care that, that much. Right. But I'm, I mean, I'm fucking for a movie in the billions. Yeah, still it's it's pretty damn incredible. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a couple of uh, noteworthy moments that I jotted down, which we kind of already covered. Um, talking about uh, our favorite scenes, um, the first broom flying scene I thought was pretty funny. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, uh, or the first time we recorded. Oh, uh, one of my favorites is when Hermione is just like, "What an idiot!" <laughs> what <laughs> like Harry what goes, an idiot? What an idiot! Like. The sass that that Hermione has in the first movie compared to two through eight is off the fucking charts. Like, yeah, they kind of they kind of leaned this, into it there in the first one. But I, I love it. Like, <laughs> like when she first meets Ron, she's he's like, "I'm Ron," and she's like, "Charmed, <laughs> <laughs> charmed, you sassy little." But no, and it, 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 talking about the cast, the the choice that they made, these guys were only signed, I think through like the first three movies. They, they yeah, weren't it, signed very long through the right. series that they knew they were getting into. And what a chance to take. Yeah. I mean, talking about getting the casting right the first time, because if you got to change it, I mean, the, the guy who played Dumbledore died, so they had to change mm-hmm. that. But I think right. like pretty much throughout, uh, did flip, did Flitwick change? Somebody changed. I think Flitwick um, might have changed. He definitely looks a lot different moving forward. Which one is he? Professor Flitwick, the remember. charms teacher, the the LP, the little person. Uh, uh, oh, um, honestly, I don't. If you I remember from the know. first one, he 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 was like this more long beard um, character, and then moving forward, he had like the little twisty oh. mustache. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was a recast as well. But no, I, I think you're right about the, the casting of the big three. Like, they were only signed on for, like, the first three or four movies initially. I mean, and that's, and a, then, that's a big chance to take with a property that's this successful. So that right. was that was a pretty big risk. That was, it's, it, it shows, like, how much thought they put into that. Yeah, um, but in the end, I, like, I'm glad that they ended up just casting him throughout the entire franchise. And uh, I I was glad that they, I'm sure that they did some like makeup and and practical effects to kind of like quote unquote de-age them a little bit to make them look a little bit more, a little bit younger. Cause they had to keep up. Yeah. Harry in particular, like 
he he had some pretty significant growth spurts. Like Ron, they they were just like, yeah, you could just keep on growing out your hair, and it'll make you look naturally younger. And I think they that was one of their uh, tricks for Harry as well. Like in uh, Goblet of Fire, like yeah. he's got that like messy mullet going on. Yeah, he's got like that long hair that kind of trying to do like a Sean Hunter type thing. But they um they started filming Chamber like right after Sorcerer mm-hmm. or Sorcerer Stone because that was a concern. Cause I mean, these yeah. kids are like hitting that point where they're just going to like shoot up and just like be dramatically different in two years if you don't like keep going. So they went yeah. right into it. Yeah. Um, no, that's one thing that this franchise did really well is um, not waiting so long in between movies. Like I remember, like it was uh, for the most part, it was like a new every two kind of situation or, or at least a new one every, you know, 12 to 18 months or so. Uh, you know, as far as I can remember, maybe, you know, it, plus or minus a couple months, but for the it most was part, qu- it I, was quick. Yeah. I, I, for the most part, I don't, uh, I don't remember like a, a long distance in between any one movie. Uh, I know that, you know, part one and two came out, uh, of, uh, you know, a book seven that yeah. came out pretty, uh, you know, quickly after each other that was that was a lot like um end game and infinity war uh where they they basically filmed at the same time and they're like you know boom boom like mm-hmm. you know nine or 12 months apart so mm-hmm. um let's see uh what else do i have um so i got a little <laughs> flipping off the neighbors <laughs> god fucking I guess they fucking started after noon on a Sunday so everybody could go to church. I don't know why. As soon as I like set up, all of a sudden you start hearing fucking hammering and everything. Police not being done. Uh, <laughs> That's the other neighbors. They're fucking partying. They're cool. Right. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit of trivia. Uh, I don't know the other characters, but I uh, there were several characters, or at least three, that J.K. Rowling handpicked herself to... Uh, to play their respective roles. And Alan Rickman was one of those characters. I want to say what that. What a pick. Uh, I know, right? Um, I, I think uh, Alan Rickman was known for his um, for his theatrical stuff, right? Like his stage productions. Um, for, I have no idea. He? The only other knowledge I had of him was from Die Hard. I, I had no, I had no, <laughs> yeah, and no, then we, I saw him we, in we this all, and I was like, perfect character. Like when you were reading the books, yeah. like, perfect, perfect. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I'm going to go on record and say the most perfect casting choice. Right. Um, no, it, it's, yeah. I, I honestly can't imagine anyone else as Snape. Like this was a no. spot on casting. And when, when he died, the tribute at Universal, did you see that? No, I didn't um, look it up. You can Google it, but there was like a, I don't, I don't know if it was spontaneous or organized or what, but it was just this, this beautiful thing that they did. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'll, I'll have to look that up whenever I'm in need of a good cry. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I, I believe one of the other characters that, uh, or actors that was handpicked by uh, JK was, um, uh, Maggie Smith, I think her her name is, who plays McGonagall. Yeah. Um. The, the there's a third one in there, I believe. Uh, maybe Dumbledore. Uh, I don't know, but um, 
I definitely know that is those two actors uh, that obviously changed if it was, if it was Dumbledore and honestly for the character choice, the second choice was they couldn't have done better with a follow-up for, for Dumbledore. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Like it, you know, no, uh, no shade thrown at the original Dumbledore. I love the original Dumbledore. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. No shade, but it was like, the, the, from like the acting perspective, like this actor, and I, I don't know the person's name, but to me, I'm not going to say better, but definitely they saved it because they could have gone yeah. way wrong. I mean, that's a yeah. very delicate choice to make. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Be- yeah, because as the books go on, Dumbledore is a m- more and more central character to mm-hmm. to the right. story. And, he, you know, like, just think of his involvement in Order of the Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince. Like, like they literally go in, uh, him and Harry go in search of a horcrux together. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, like like the whole you know once again harry i must ask too much of you like oh my god like my heart <laughs> the whole thing like, just just the mannerisms of the yeah. recast the 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 bass and the voice and the the cadence and the tone it just mm-hmm. it's it's perfect it's perfect in a yeah. way that when you're reading that's who i hear you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a person that likes to actually do the opposite of watch the movie, then read the book. Okay. I don't know if that's just how my brain works, but when I read the books again, that's the voice that I hear. Yeah, no, I, that's definitely fair. Uh, and I can definitely see that, um, see that side of things, how you'd want to, um, or the advantage of watching a movie and then going back and reading the, the book is because, you now have like a face, uh, like an actor face to put with the character and, and like a, a voice that you can use instead of just some made up internal voice. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me, uh, let me squeeze in one of my favorite things. Um, please do. So the feel, cause, cause I'm look, almost out of stuff. No, that's fine. We can just talk about, fucking bullshit for boobs another, for another hour boobs boobs love them boobs. boobs um so the feel and look of the hogwarts express was inspired and i just learned this from watching the commentary uh the beatles hard days night movie i had no idea oh yeah so if you're if you're of the palette where you're also a beatles fan that's a fun fact it's been a hard night there it is hey just do that I've for an hour like alone yeah, that's been not a it hot- <laughs> Been working like a log. Working like a log, yeah. <laughs> it rolls under the chairs and over the stairs and over your neighbor's dog. It's great for a snack and fits on your back. It's log, log, log. It's log, it's log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's log, it's log. It's better than bad. It's good. <laughs> Show of hands if you had parents who paid attention and you weren't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Uh, my parents definitely phoned that fucking <laughs> <laughs> I was Those not allowed to watch at, le- at least in front of them. I, I had to like sneak it in. Uh, yeah, so my fr- from the movie notes, um, the Hogwarts express, um, this is like lore from the, the Harry Potter universe launched in okay. 18, 1830 as a safer method to shuttle students to Hogwarts. It took 
167 very specific memory charms, as well as the biggest concealment charm ever to secretly and successfully snatch the train from its muggle manufacturers. In other words, they stole the goddamn thing. Mm. They, t- they stole it. And that's how they, <laughs> they acquired the, the steam engine. That was the Hogwarts express. Interesting. Yeah. Is uh, is that one of those like um, retcons, uh, little factoids that JK like threw in there, like in addition to Albus Dumbledore is gay or non-binary <laughs> or whatever the hell. I don't know how you with. read and didn't pick up on that. Even me, a fucking white dude from the Bible Belt, picked up on that a little bit. <laughs> Especially after seeing the movies, you know what I'm talking I'll, about. I'll be honest, I did. I did not. I did not get gay gay vibes from Dumbledore. He always seemed like a, a very very wholesome grandpa to me. That yeah, I, only wanted I think that's how they that's the how best. they wanted to paint it. But after I saw the movies i was like no nah, all right i can see it but uh, but i think I this guess. was like, because I, they worked from um working with jk on the movies because she was pretty hands-on obviously even though she sure. was only on set for the first one for one day for the olivander scene um mm-hmm. I, I i assume this came from the director working directly gotcha. with her okay yeah. That's just me assuming I haven't like dove into Pottermore and I haven't been plugged in over the years of everything that was released, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what, uh, I guess we can backtrack to some of the, like the cultural impacts. Uh, what have you thought of some of the other Harry Potter, like stuff that has come afterwards, like Harry Potter and the cursed child, the fantastic beast movies, tales of beetle, the bard. Have you, uh, dove into any of that by chance? I have a copy of uh, Tales of Beetle the Beetle the Bard on my bookshelf in here in the living room, but I mm-hmm. haven't. I've only read like a little bit of it. Uh, I got it yeah. when we had the when we were a kid, but yeah. Um, uh, let me think. As far as like Cursed Child, I was actually planning when I was young and single to go over that way. Oh, try, to it, see the play and try to catch it. Yeah, but I okay. never did. Um, yeah. Uh, like um, Fantastic Beasts. Honestly, I've only seen the first two. I, I the, never. There's so, there's I, only two. Oh, are there? So far. I thought they came out yeah. with a third one already. All right, whatever. They uh, the third one is on its way. I think next year, uh, maybe next fall, uh, fall of 2022. Right. I, I could be mistaken, but um, yeah. When I watched it, we saw the first one in theaters. It was fine. Like it was a fun movie. I loved it. It, it, it was okay for me. Yeah. But I I love them and I love the fact that they're like period pieces like yeah, that they take that was place that was really cool that was really yeah cool. yeah just seeing the fashion and like the old cars like the fashion of that time period is just <laughs> like I love it so much like the uh, the roaring twenties fashion it's like yeah, yeah it makes yeah. me so giddy like the female fashion just in particular um but like um Johnny Depp's look in the crimes of Grindelwald. I'm like, fuck yes, Johnny Depp. Like, fuck <laughs> yes. And in your like fucking amazing leather boots and you're like down to the street black jacket and your amazing <laughs> slicked back blonde hair and your curly mustache. Like, fuck yes to everything that is going on with you. Like, fuck yes, Johnny Depp. And no, I, fuck I, I you did, Warner I Brothers didn't. for not putting him in the new one. <laughs> fuck you Warner Brothers. Ah, okay. David out. <laughs> David out. No, but I, um, 
I, I liked it a lot. I, I, I did, but I just didn't stick with it. just didn't hit the same. I don't know why. I, I get ha- it. I have no reason for it. I don't know why I liked it, but it just didn't stick. I don't know. Sure. No, I, I get that. It's, um, yeah, you, it, it's always a, um, uh, what do you call it? a, a balancing act or a shot in the dark or whatever with, uh, continuing a, a franchise, that has ended and you're going, you're branching off for, uh, you know, side stories or side characters or spinoffs. Getting outside of the core story is hard. Now, that being said, I am someone who has gone on record and I will do buying the new PlayStation just so I can play Hogwarts Legacy. (laughs) Assuming that there will be uh, PlayStation (laughs) 5s to be purchased sometime in the future. And honestly, I, I saw, haven't kept up on the production of Hogwarts Legacy. I, I don't even know where they are with that. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it's still a little ways away. Maybe next year or the year after. Um, I saw this fucking hilarious article, uh, this Onion article the other day, that was just like, Sony announces the shutdown of the PlayStation 5 production. <laughs> Everybody loses their goddamn mind. It was just so funny. Like I, I actually clicked on and read the article and all it said was like, yeah, so we did, we, we can't make enough of them. So we're just going to stop. <laughs> I've never owned, I had the PlayStation two. I think outside of that, I bought the Nintendo switch because my wife bought one and she was playing, uh, the new Zelda. Um, okay. The breath uh, of the wild breath of the wild. And I saw her playing it. And I was, I was like, man, I really want to play that. Cause I remember watching Michael Thomas play on the N64 and she was like, Oh no, we can just share. You can play on it. I'm like, fuck that. I know how that's going to go. So I went and got my own and I got my own breath of the wild and played it. And okay. I have not played a single thing on that after. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, it's funny. You mentioned uh, Nintendo switch. Um, my uh my two kids yesterday were playing video games and i was like this is this is awesome like i'm finally to the point where i can just give them video games and go do stuff for myself for like five minutes and so then like aaron takes off with my nintendo switch light she goes upstairs i'm assuming the battery dies she comes downstairs hands me the switch and it is dripping wet dripping (laughs) wet and i look at it with absolute horror i am like oh no where (laughs) where was it tell me it wasn't the toilet Uh, oh i'm sure it died and her solution in her little mind was like just run it underwater like it's worked like 10 (sighs) percent of the time for like things in the past uh, I'm, I'm sure that's what happened. She just like ran it underwater for whatever reason. Um, so it's broken. It's, it's done. Um, you know, $200 down the drain. Oh, um, but I guess, you know, lucky that we have the, the regular switch. It's, it's not, it's just, it's just stuff, man. It doesn't matter. It's just stuff. You know? Toddlers don't care about your stuff. They, they will throw they your don't. shit in the toilet. They don't even care. No, and you know it's it it keeps you humble, like angry but humble. Um, you know, is, hum- it's, is humble the word? I don't know, man. I that's what I tell myself, uh, in so I don't get livid. Uh, <laughs> so I don't just like punch more holes in the wall because I'm all out of spackle. 
Um, <laughs> I'm too lazy to go to Ace Hardware. <laughs> to Ace Hardware. <laughs> um, well, uh, we have officially gotten off topic. Uh, let's see. Do uh, do we have anything else that we want to add to uh, to this uh, Harry Potter talkathon where we've uh, discussed? I don't know. Um, you know, there, there's stuff I have in my notes that we didn't touch, but I would just be shoving in it at weird places and it wouldn't be organic. I don't know. There's that's that's what she said. Yeah, there's, this movie's been out for 20 years. If you haven't seen it or figured it out, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for subscribing and listening. <laughs> <laughs> Leave like us there, a rating and review telling the, us how we told you to go fuck yourself. The, there is like a there's like a big um, thing, I guess, at the end, like what's missing from the movie versus the book, which mm. I think is it kind of important. Like the whole first chapter, for example, from the book is missing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the book, it's uh, Vernon Dursley, I think, who takes Harry to King's Cross. Right. Uh, in the movie, that's not the thing. Uh, the Sorting Hat song is totally gone, which I get. Mm-hmm. It takes up a lot of time, not necessarily. We talked about yeah. Peeves, uh, who isn't there. Kind of disappointing, I guess. I don't know. Because in the yeah, mobile... Yeah, a little peeves off. I'm a little peeves off. What a fucking nerd. But no, and like the, the mobile game. Did you play like the little mobile app that they put out? On your um, phone or whatever? The, the, the one that was supposed to kind of be like an RPG. Yeah, it was kind of like that. But that actually had like a little peeves character in it. Uh, yeah, so I downloaded it and played it for like a day. I'm just... I'm barely a video games person uh, and even less so a mobile games person. Like I I just, I do not play mobile games. I don't know why. I just, I have a hard time getting into them. So uh, short story. Yes. I I did play it for like a day or two. So I don't even know how you have time to play regular games with two kids. Exactly. Um, It's uh, it's beyond me. Uh, So, But another thing I had um, in the movie, um, Norbert the dragon is sent to Romania by Dumbledore when in the book, it was this like whole thing where Harry and Ron have to like smuggle him up to the astronomy tower, I think. And then they actually oh, okay. left the invisibility cloak there. If I'm right. Um, oh yeah. I remember that. Let me see what I wrote here. Mirror of Iris said, Harry only sees his mom and dad in the book. He sees like his entire family. So here's like a whole just slew of people in there. Okay, that's um, right. There's no potions test in the movie either when they go down to retrieve the stone, hmm. which okay. is um, kind of pivotal, I guess, because in the book, uh, Hermione makes a note of saying or makes a point of saying that even the greatest wizards don't have an ounce of logic. And that was a logic puzzle. If you remember. Hmm. So they left that out completely. Uh, that yeah, that that rings a bell uh, slightly. Speaking of um, potions, what uh, what did you think of Snape grilling Harry like right off the bat? Like that was in the first movie, right? Where yeah, um, Snape was just like, "Tell me, Mister Potter, what would I get if I mix wormwood with uh, formaldehyde or whatever?" I have read. And I don't know if this is true via Pottermore or any official source, Mm -hmm. but the words that he says, and again, this was just through a clickbait article, was actually the Victorian language of flowers. I don't know what that is, so don't fucking at me. But the (laughs) 
the Victorian language of flowers, which the words that he says actually translate into a form of an apology. So in the lore, the first words that Severus Snape says to Harry Potter are an apology. I, I, I guess is, is, I do is, is how that's supposed to go. So like yeah. Wolfsbang and Wormwood and like the way that the, the sentence and the, and the lines were constructed in the book were supposed mm-hmm. to be an apology to Harry right off the bat, even though it came off as him being an oppressive dick. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I read that as well. And man, now I need to dig deeper into that and, and see if that's actually true. And, and, and um, actually, if anybody, I do want you to at me on that. If anybody has actually ever looked into that. So. Actually, never mind. Do, please no, no, do yeah, at me. Go, so go ahead. T- hit, hit me up on that. So I want to know. But yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I guess, uh, Zach, if you don't have anything else, uh, we can go ahead and, and peace out this bitch. Because yep. my daughter is uh, now effectively banging on my <laughs> office door. So listeners, <laughs> if you hear, God, this whole episode has been a complete shit show but i'm so glad that we got it done well this is what happens when we try to record in the daytime this is why we shove it into the dark where it belongs exactly um that's what she said um (laughs) all right so uh zach um yeah uh, this was great i'm glad like i said we finally got a chance to redo this episode uh love harry potter love any and every opportunity to uh to talk about it so uh, and listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for your patience on, on this. We apologize that it is a little late, but we're glad that we finally got it to you. Um, if, uh, if you'd like to, to leave us a rating and review, that would be a fantastic Christmas gift to us. If you're looking to give something to us that doesn't cost you any money at all, then please, um, go on, uh, Apple podcasts or Stitcher and leave us a rating and review. Um, if you are looking to give us a Christmas gift that does involve a little bit of money, uh, you can give us a either one-time donation on Patreon or subscribe to one of our monthly tiers, which are $2 and $5. Um, we are in the middle of refactoring our, uh, tiers and, and what they will include. Uh, and that will be released with the, with the new year. Um, so yeah, um, I believe that's going to do it. Be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye-bye. Love you, bye.